Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you from the Temporary Drunk Gossip Studios here in Detroit. And, um, just like yesterday, we're going to do a long, crazy days and nights blind about a big story this week. This one happening, happening to be about Jeffrey Epstein. Um, we're still pulling together a deep dive into this story. There's so many crazy conspiracy theories, um... And the investigation, which I don't say this often, and we'll we'll listen to this and might yell at me, but I think um, the Justice Department deserves accolades for actually looking into what happened, um, and they're doing a damn good job keeping the public up to date um, with the information as it becomes available, or the reporters are really on their game, one or the other. Um, so, as I said, this is a really long one. Unlike the Hunger Games, um, from Friday, or whenever you're listening to this, um, the Flashback Friday Hunger Games episode, I think this one actually will be, typically speaking, um, or generally speaking, I can't speak. Um, Generally speaking, I think this will be about the length of an average episode. So buckle up, kids, and we are going to town. Midtown, that is. (laughs) Um, This is called Today's Blind Item, The Retail King. um, From Crazy Days and Nights. For all the juiciest gossip, head on over to crazydaysandnights.net. Uh, Here we go. We wish to remain in the shadows. None of us are famous or would be known to the general population, nor do we want to be. We offer a little backstory on East 71st Street lot, on a, on a, on a East 71st Street lot is now known, but some has slipped right on by. When our little club was younger, living full-time in New York, a member worked for the Retail King in the late 80s and early 90s. RK's empire was coming into its heyday. He had impressive flagships and decent product back then. When RK purchased on 71st Street, he had a huge apartment in a condo building with CP views. Um, For those uninitiated, CP is Central Park. Back to the blind. Club member mentioned that condo had like 13 bathrooms. The blueprints had come across their desk one day. Also, RK had a big project starting on 71st Street. It was going to take a couple of years. Another topic of interest was RK's supposed close friendship with a Hollywood movie star. And after they had great success in the 60s and 70s, the actor worked heavily in the 80s, had one major role in a much-watched TV miniseries. Everyone's mother was in love with him. He has always, quote-unquote, worked, and still does to this day. Back then, it seemed like the actor lived at RK's when he was in in, in, in NYC, which was a lot. So much so that page six was starting to hint about his presence. There were a couple of blind items, too. While the actor is out of the closet now, he was not then. 
At the same time, another member of our little club had a well, a very well fixed grandmother. She had an incredible apartment in one of the co-ops you can't buy your way into. After the members' parents moved to the country, they moved in with the grandmother. We all wanted to move in, and in some respect, we did. Club members' grandmother always had an, had incredible gossip, food, cocktails, and friends. She and her crowd loved having the younger set around, as she referred to us. And I think that's a good place to, for me to take a deep breath. Um, there's going to be a lot more, uh, many, many more characters introduced to us um, throughout this line. I've read it like four times. Um, and what I love about this line is that it's a very gossipy, it's very New York. The only thing better it would be is I was recording this episode on East 71st Street near this apartment building, which I actually thought about doing. Um, but given the events of um, what happened this week with Jeffrey Epstein dying, um, I thought it was very important for me to um, do this episode and reveal just how well-connected he really was. And how many people have... Um, how many people may actually want him gone. I'm going to take a, a break real fast, and I will be right back. And I'm back. <coughs> Wouldn't that be an episode without me coughing, apparently? Um, Alright, let's... Let's jump right back in. The club called the grandmother Vera because she reminded everyone of Vera Charles and Auntie Mame. Over the years, we learned far more about what was really going on in NYC at Vera's than the papers ever printed. Not long after we settled in the Vera social circle, the renovations on 71st Street started, and so did the fighting. Lots of demands about not wanting public disclosure of details. Major disagreements with planning, with the planning commission and code officials. There were digging requests like the ones you hear about going on in London today. It was there was a constant uproar. The technology RK was putting in hand had never been seen before. It was causing serious issues with the neighbors, the city, historical committees, and Con Ed. Lots of legal going back and forth. Every now and then, Tibbetts would make the papers. But a lot the club got to hear at Vera's did not. Overlapping with RK's renovation on 71st were two other major renovations across the street. They were at different stages of completion. These neighbors were spending at the same level as RK and were more high profile. They just did not have as much square footage. We will come back to them later. One day, two, two of the club members were on their way to Vera's and decided to go down 71st Street to check on the progress. It was in full swing. About the time they are in front admiring the place, this nice-looking guy in his 30s comes out. He had, he had plans rolled up under his arm, and before the club members knew it, he strikes up a conversation, starts talking about the home and its history. That's when it came out that number 9 was going to be the main residence but number 11 next door was going to be redone for guests and staff. He then turned to the seams and said, Would you like a tour? 
The place was about 70% done, but there were, but there was no question it was going to be incredible. Number 11 was just as beautiful as number 9. The homes were not being combined, but completed as two separate residences. Not long after, Retail King announced he was getting married. It was an unexpected turn of events. The club story was shredded. We had wagered that 71st Street was going to be for RK's mother and sister. We had to shift our hypothesis to 71st being part of RK's quote-unquote family plan, and he would keep the condo for his other life. No one ever saw number 9 and number 11 come out of RK's portfolio. The interior being put in was clearly for fine, entertaining, and elegant, quote-unquote, home living. It was going to be a perfect wedding gift from an older husband to a very young but refined wife. Fast forward a few years when it was reported in the late 90s that Retail King purchased New Media King's old apartment on 5th. New Media King was moving to a larger apartment in the same building. While RK spent some major bank in time redoing NMK's old apartment, we saw no movement at 71st Street. This brings us to Creature. We have only seen him once in person in in the late 90s at a political cocktail party held in a very wealthy donor's apartment. 60 or so people were in attendance, with the CNC being the focal point. And I feel like that's a pretty good place to take a deep breath. Lots of information. Uh, I know so far we've not heard anything incredibly scandalous. And honestly, you won't. Um, There's no major revelations or anything of that sort around here. Um, What you will hear is something along the lines of um, a lot of background, a lot of the connected people, um, including the new media king, um, who, uh, you know, that's just, to me, that's just a really interesting side piece of this. Um, especially given the events, as I've mentioned, the, the events of this week. There are a lot of people, and there's a lot of money on the line here. Um, and I think that's going to play a very big part. Um, and, and just a lot of uh, the revelations that come out, and um, also a little bit of um, the conspiracies that are forthcoming. But for right now, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come right back. And I am back. So, um, you know, I just, I read some more of the comments for this line, and there's some interesting theories that were posted after, um, after I read through the la- the latest time. So I'm going to share those in the answer at- in the last segment. But for right now, let's get back to the blind. In the group were date, club member, plus one. 
Plus one asked if date new creature at three o'clock, and date said he did. Plus one looked at club member and asked if they knew creature. They did not. Club member was told by plus one to remember creature. He would tell them why later. If RK was there, club member did not see him. The rest of the room was what you would expect for such an event. A scene right out of Bonfire of the Vanities. Afterwards, the three went to dinner. Once the drinks were in hand, club member asked what the fuss was about regarding Creature. Creature's problems were explained in blunt terms, and this discussion neither RK or where Creature hung his hat came up. However, the royal friendship with Creature and Creature's heiress companion did, neither of which were in attendance that night. The first question club member asked, if what date and plus one said was true, why would the royal be friends with Creature and why would Creature be allowed in the room with the CNC? The reply Sam got was, really? As we move towards the new millennium, the club's interests change. RK occasionally came up. The only shift the club saw was number 11 coming on the market. It was not long after uh, Anna McKay's apartment came into RK's portfolio. Some time passed before Creature's problems came to a head in PB. The heiress friendship with Creature started making perfect sense as Creature was exposed. Heiress had been at the center of British society in the late 80s. Creature had financially rescued her after the father's demise. Eris was also good friends with Royal. When the press started covering Creatures in my home, it clicked. The club was like, wait, that is RK's house. Let's go back to the neighbors on 71st Street. Uh, the townhouse across the street on the even-numbered side of 71st one door in from Madison, number 18. It belongs to a very famous, beloved comedian actor who had a spectacular fall from grace. He sits in jail right now for what else? Being a serial rapist. The disgraced comedian actor and his wife spent a fortune renovating. Like Arcade's townhouse, it had the latest must-have feature of the day. He did sidewalks. C.A. was at one time trying to mortgage the house to pay off his mounting legal bills. There is also another interesting resident who lives on the even side of 71st, directly across from 9 and 11. The impressive home shares its west wall with the back of the Frick, number 14. It belongs to a billionaire businessman and his socialite wife. The husband is famous for the jet set empire he founded and later got pushed out of. While the home is not as large as number nine, it is similar and has heated sidewalks along with serious security. Some might know the billionaire couple more for their daughter's high profile marriages. It is the daughters, their spouses, and the coming of age grandchildren that keep their name in the papers. The youngest daughter married and divorced the son of a famous socialite clothing director, or designer rather. 
The clothing designer's second husband is a billionaire himself. There have been horrible whispers about billionaire second husband for decades. The, the talk gives Creature a run for his money in the evil department. The club has often wondered if B- BSH uses his extraordinary SY as a substitute for an island. There are all sorts of common denominators between Creature and the billionaire's neighbor's extended family. You just need to take a step back and look. And that is going to finish the blind. Um, So, like I said, it's not necessarily over-the-top scandalous like some of our other blinds. But it certainly does give a lot of background. And we're going to talk about that background in the next segment. I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, so we're going to start by identifying creature. Now, just for the record, um, and for the sake of, um, full disclosure, this blind item is not solved. Um, so everything that I'm saying here is completely my opinion, um, and based on the clues and whatnot. That being said, who else could this really be? Honestly, there are not very many people that it could be. So, I believe that creature is uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Retail King is most certainly Les Wexler, whose relationship with, with Epstein has been called into question recently, um, especially since Wexler owns, or owned, um, Victoria's Secret. And, um, um, New Media, New Media King is obviously Rupert Murdoch. Who in the who in the nineties um, was really building something very for, formidable with, with with Fox and um, um, all the different Fox um, spinoffs like Fox News and Fox Business and all of those kind of things. Um, So, there's that, um, I'm trying to run through the list as we met these people. Obviously, I I did bring in Creature first, because everything really revolves around Creature, I believe. Um, we're not going to guess the club members, or who Vera is, because, frankly, they said that they weren't famous and they don't want to be known, and we need to respect that. Um, we're not, I'm not going to guess date either because I'm assuming that they're just, that's just an extension of the club or M plus one is the same thing, just an extension of the club. Um, 
um, PB was, I believe, Palm Beach when um, Epstein got into trouble the first time and cut that really horrid deal um, that brought down the Attorney General. Or not the Attorney General. Um, someone in Trump's um, cabinet. I know. Someone in Trump's cabinet being on the take. Who would have ever thought that? Um, so the comedian actor who is disgraced is clearly... Like, they didn't even try to hide this, that it was Bill Cosby. Um... And just an interesting note, Cosby actually really did try to sell his condo to himself um, because he he did need money for his legal bills. Um, that was in Forbes, actually. Um, I'm... I'm trying to find the... I'm I'm trying to find who the first billionaire is. Um, I feel like that should be fairly easy. Um... But I, I, even when I read the blind the first couple times, I had a hard time identifying him. Um, a lot of people are saying Robert Warren Miller, which I think is fits the clues because he was married to Diane von First, Furstenberg. Um, <clears throat> Diane went on to marry... Um, Barry Diller, who has his own rumors, just like Epstein. Um, and for the actor who was spending a lot of time at um, Wexler's house, the actor who's still working today um, and is out of the closet, Richard Chamberlain. Uh, you know, and that's just... If you sit and think about it, it actually kind of makes a little bit of sense. Um, so, I'm very, very curious if Wexler and Chamberlain broke up. If there's, you know, if they still see one another. Or, you know, what happened there. And I'm going to, in the next segment, I was going to do it in this one, but I'm going to take a break. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about the conspiracy theories that are um, going around in this blind. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, in the last one, we were talking about all these billionaires and very rich, wealthy people misbehaving. And of course, that's not a big surprise. Um, and it's not a big surprise that they got away with it for so long. Because that's just how it goes. You know, that's literally just what happens. Um, 
but I think there's a little bit more going on than like I do think there's a little bit of subtext going on and I I just couldn't figure out quite what it was because you know rich people be misbehaving it's not new like I said um And then one of the commenters on the blind kind of opened my eyes to something. And it's just a conspiracy theory. Um, Not one that I necessarily buy at this point, but I think it is worth exploring a little. Um, There was a lot of talk about um, issues with... um, there's a lot of talk about issues with uh, the city and Con Ed and whatnot. Um, as it pertained to the construction. And from what I could see, from what I could tell, um, I don't see why it would be that big of a deal unless something was happening that wasn't on the up and up. And since this blind takes place in the late 80s and early 90s, um, New York was not the... It was not as close to family friendly as the city is now. Of course, um, it's no city's ever perfectly family friendly, um, but um, New York and Times Square would have prostitutes and pimps, drug dealers hang out in Times Square. Um, politicians were on the take. Politicians are always on the take. Um, if you ask me. But, um, you know, it, it was a lot worse back then. So, the, the question really became, why would, why would this be such a problem? And the answer seems to lie in the heated sidewalks. In order for them to be heated, they would have to tunnel. And there's a... uh, There's a theory... That as they tunneled... They were allowing themselves room to funnel underage girls. um, Or women who were being held against their will... Um, to sleep with um, these various men and potentially um, women um, and, and I, um, I forgot the heiress in, in the answer segment I believe the heiress um, who has already been exposed and again um, they didn't really hide her identity well was Jizzlin. Um, Maxwell, 
who Empty Lawyer calls the Madame Procurer of women for um, Epstein. And she really does seem to... Um, she really does seem to be very, very mixed up in all of this, as does Prince Andrew, who is the royal um, friend who I also forgot to mention. But um, you know, again, people, uh, some people were trying to argue that that was too far fetched. I don't actually think that this was far fetched. It may not be right on the money. Um, but there's a reason why this was a blind and why um, the writer didn't just take it to uh, like a USA Today or a, um, like a Vanity Fair. Because every single piece of this information is verifiable by other sources um, and by city records. So some people will say, oh, you know... That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Um, without knowing the the profession of of the source, writing this as an article probably could have netted easily a thousand or more dollars. Um. And it would have, you know, it was a very good jumping off point. Um, for a lot of spinoffs, it would have easily gone viral. So, and while I do, I still do contend that it was very good um, background information. When I read these comments, it really did kind of shift my thinking a little bit. Um, I'm sure much to Will's chagrin since I didn't plan... Um, <laughs> I didn't really plan this segment very well, but, um, you know, you have to be open to changing your mind. And I think in this case, there, there's more than enough evidence to support, um, there's more than enough evidence to support there being something a little bit off here. That's going to do it for this episode. I'm going to um, thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, cheers.